Hello, my lovelies. I am Christian relationship coach, Carla Webb. I am relentless in empowering women to create healthy relationships with themselves, others, and God by coaching them on how to set healthy boundaries so that they can take back power and control of their lives and live the life they were meant to live. I believe we were created by God to be in relationships where we feel truly loved, treated with honor and respect and cherished. In each episode of If You Only Knew, we will have real, honest conversations. Conversations that will possibly challenge you and hopefully set you free. So let's get started. Well, hello, my lovelies, and welcome to another episode of If You Only Knew. Today, I have an amazing guest that I am so excited to be able to have this conversation with. Uh, I bring on today Amy Boucher, and Amy, we got to know each other. uh, It's been a few years ago now, but I started posting on, I believe, LinkedIn, and Amy reached out to me and said, hey... I would like to get to know you a little bit better and know your story a little bit more. And that was the beginning of our friendship. And it was like, from my, from my perspective, it was like we had known each other forever. <laughs> it was kind of a soul connection on my part. So I won't speak for you, but I welcome you, Amy, onto If You Only Knew. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way. I remember contemplating how could I reach out to you um you know that I just I was really drawn to your story and drawn to um you know what the work you were doing and and I just wanted to make a good first impression when I reached out to you so um and definitely it's been just a natural natural attraction and natural friendship uh from from the word go uh, I agree. So good. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page and it wasn't just me. No. <laughs> well, um, so as you know, and as the listeners know, um, I specialize in relationship and divorce recovery. And Amy has found herself uh, fairly recently in the last, last year or so walking through a divorce as a Christian woman. And divorce is never easy. It's, it's always hard, even under the best of circumstances. But when you add the layer of, of faith and Christianity in particular, those of us who are raised in church, um, divorce has an extra layer to it, it seems, of guilt and shame and contemplation and uh, how does how does God feel about me? How does he feel about this decision that I have come to? And so we're just going to have a conversation about that. We're two friends that ha- are just sitting and talking and about, um, about these situations that we have both uh, walked through, me 10 years ago, Amy, you know, like I said, fairly recently, and we're just going to have an open and honest conversation about that and just kind of see where it, where it leads. And so, Amy, I just, um, if you want to just share a little bit um, about, you know, your background and 
and um, your marriage and, you know, like how many, how long were you married and kind of the dynamics of this relationship is to the extent that you feel comfortable. And then, you know, coming to this very difficult decision of you feel like this is the next best step for you is to, you know, go through this divorce. Yeah. Um, okay. I, um, I guess I'd start. Um, I grew up in Evansville <laughs> at the very beginning. No, I, I, I grew up in Evansville and um, then I went to Purdue and um, I graduated from Purdue with a degree in financial planning. And um, then I, um, I was in a relationship um, after college and uh, that ended abruptly and I moved back to Evansville. Um, I had had a crush on my husband since as long as I can remember. I was, you know, 15 or 16 and uh, we went to different high schools, but um, I'd had a crush on him forever. And um, so I moved back to Evansville after uh, leaving Lafayette and we reconnected and we kind of started dating. And um, I was actually, my dream was to move to Colorado and I was going to move out to Colorado. Um, and he said, you know, why don't you, you know, hang out here? And if this works out, then maybe we'll both move to Colorado one day, which sounded like music to my ears. And, um, you know, I just really felt like this was divine intervention. I just, I really felt like God had brought me back to this point to reconnect with him. And that, you know, I'm just, I'm getting this um, relationship with him that I had desired when I was younger. Um, and so we, and, and it, it was, it, the relationship moved very fast. We started dating and um, right away I, I was going to get an apartment and he already owned a home and we're already talking about, you know, long-term plans. And so it just made sense for me to um, move in with him and save the money. You know, there's no sense in paying for rent when um, he's got this house. So I moved into his house um, with the intention of, of getting engaged and getting married. And, and that followed suit. Um, and so we were married within a uh, couple of years. Okay. And so you, you know, you meet each other, you move in, you get married and then where did it go from there? Um, we were, let's see, we got, I, I had my first son very quickly. We um, actually, the doctors had told me I wouldn't be able to have any children or they didn't think I was going to be able to have any children. Um, and I got, I got pregnant right after our honeymoon. Um, and then a year and a half later got, well, after, um, my son was eight months old when I got pregnant a second time. So oh, wow, had, had two babies very quickly. Uh -huh. Um, and, um, yeah. So then we, uh, raised, raised our two sons and, uh, we were married for 
25 years when we separated. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that was extremely difficult to, you know, be in this marriage for 25 years. And um, so as much as you feel comfortable sharing, you know, this is always, these, these conversations are always very difficult and tricky because, you know, our story is also somebody else's story. There's a, there's someone connected to it. And so as much as you feel comfortable talking about um, what were some of the, obviously you eventually came to the conclusion after much prayer and contemplation that your next best step was to get a divorce. So what were some of the factors leading up to that decision? And what was that process for you? Um, yeah, it's tricky. Um, you know, I, I can look back and there was, there was definitely, um, red flags in our relationship um, very, very early, um, you know, before we got married. Um, and, and to some, to some degree, um, you know, I think a lot of it boils down to expectations. Um, you know, what were my expectations of, of a relationship and um, what, what I wanted out of that relationship and what were his expectations and, you know, what what were his expectations of me as a wife and uh, what were my expectations of him as a husband. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that just went unspoken um, and or um, not resolved. So, you know, we were not very good at um, resolving conflict. Um, And, and I was, I, I, I've never been very good at resolving conflict. I, I avoid conflict. I realize that now, um, something that, you know, as a middle-aged woman, I'm trying to finally resolve. But um, I remember early in our relationship thinking that I wanted this relationship enough that I was willing to address conflict um, and, you know, and, and have hard conversations Um, but I think what happened is, um, the, the con, those, we didn't get the conflict resolved. They didn't always get resolved. Um, and so because, um, it, you know, my fear of conflict and then when you, when you actually do try to have a difficult conversation and it doesn't get resolved, um, then you end up getting to a place that you kind of, you just start avoiding it again and, um, tolerating things that aren't acceptable. Um, but you tell yourself, you know, um, well, you know, I'm his wife and this is just what I'm supposed to do. Um, you know, maybe if, if I do these things that, um, you know, he'll be happy and then he'll treat me the way I I want to be treated or I need to be treated. Um, And, you know, you just keep telling yourself that. And, um, but without, without having um, ever resolving that stuff and really coming together, um, it it doesn't get resolved. Um, And then, you know, I, 
I was very codependent, um, also something that I'm really um, recognizing. And, you know, I I really um, spent a lot of time working for um, love and recognition and, um, you know, trying to outperform what, what his expectations were, you know, and, and I remember thinking, you know, if I could just keep everything, um, if I can just keep everything in the household going smoothly and that he doesn't have to, uh, he doesn't have to deal with any of the stress and any of the, you know, challenges, if I can just resolve all of these things, then he'll love me the way I need to be loved. Um, Mm. And I'm going to earn that place in his heart. Um, And, you know, there was, there was difficulties right away and, and just, again, miscommunications. And, you know, I, one thing when we first um, were dating, he didn't attend church. And so um, we were living together and um, one of the, the ministers at our church, um, we had, we had two ministers. One was an older minister and one was a younger minister. And um, the older minister was willing to marry us because we were living together and he didn't want me as a, as a church member to be living in sin. Mm-hmm. And um, the younger minister didn't want to perform the ceremony because um, he felt like we were unequally yoked. Mm. And um, my husband uh, didn't want the older minister to perform the ceremony. He wanted the younger minister to perform it. So anyway, we ended up talking the younger uh, minister into marrying us, performing the ceremony. Um, and and one of the one of the kind of expectations that I had uh, when we discussed it in marriage counseling was that I wanted to raise our sons in church. I wanted us to go to church together and I wanted us to raise our sons in church together. And he had said that he would do that, you know, if we had children or when we had children. Again, at this point, doctors had told me that we wouldn't probably be able to have children. (laughs) So, you know, a month after the honeymoon, when I um, have a positive pregnancy test, um, I don't think he realized he'd have to follow through on that commitment that early. So, um, anyway, we, like I said, we had our first son and, um, and he didn't start attending church with me. And, you know, I don't would now it's, that's 27 years ago. So I don't remember really if I raised that concern right away. Um, or if I let it go, um, because again, I was, I was trying to earn his love and I was trying to do whatever, whatever it took to, um, get that. And, um, so I just, I don't, I don't know that I put it in his face. Hey, you said you'd, you'd do this with me, um, very early. I do remember us having that discussion multiple times, um, And, you know, he remembered that differently. And so that became a a real stumbling block in our, in our marriage and our relationship is, um, you know, I was raising our boys in church and I was um, trying to 
get closer to God, draw closer to um, that, you know, my source, my true source, um, but still um, trying to to manage this relationship where we were unequally yoked. And so that we didn't have that bond together. We didn't share that um, desire to get closer to God. Um, you know, I was always having to balance, um, you know, trying to spend time in the word, um, you know, attend Bible studies, uh, things at church, um, with, you know, with my relationship with him. And, you know, I remember when we would have, um, arguments or conflicts, he was, a hunter and a fisherman and and he spent a lot of time doing that on the weekends and um if i would bring up that you know um he was spending this time away from the family and doing that um and you know we needed him at home with us um or you know i wanted to do something um that that didn't include him um, he would, he would say that, you know, my, my personal time was when I went to church. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, that balanced out his weekends of hunting and fishing because I went to church and that was uh, my choice. And, you know, I mean, truly it was my choice. Um, and a little immaturity on my part that I looked at it like I wasn't really going to church, um, you know, that wasn't necessarily a, a recreational outlet for me, uh, Mm -hmm. where I viewed his as a recreational outlet. You know, I felt like I was, um, going to church. I was taking the boys to church to try to raise them in that environment. And, um, you know, maybe had I had a little different, um, attitude towards that as well, but, it really, I started, um, it really created a division between the two of us because he just, um, didn't share a desire to grow close to God as I did. So uh, that is, you know, something that comes up so often with, with women, uh, Christian women in particular, that, um, they have, they go into this relationship where their relationship with God is at one point and they start dating someone that either doesn't have a relationship with God or they have, you know, they believe in God, but they don't go to church on their own or they don't have a faith practice of their own. And it's kind of this negotiation of like, well, this is important to me. And if we get married, you know, well, this, I want this to be important to you. And they say, oh, it will be, you know, once <laughs> we get married or once we have kids and things like that. So what would your uh, wisdom and advice be for if there's some younger, you know, women or women who uh, are not are single out there that they are Christian women and their faith is important to you, that whenever they are um dating and looking for that spouse how what would you tell them about be you know getting with someone that on the promise or potential of that uh, relationship with God 
um, well, for one thing, I think that, um, you know, as a, as a young woman, um, you know, we, to, to recognize, um, what is, what, what am I seeking in, in a relationship? Um, you know, and I think that for some that, that desire to, um, to have a, have a spouse, have a partner, um, you know, and it, it's so, uh, you get so, um, narrowly focused or tunnel vision on, on the type of man you think you want, um, that you discount, you know, some of the things that are really important, the, the, like the, the life values, you know? Um, and I think that, you know, we really have to find someone or, or want to be in a relationship with somebody that um, has a relationship with um, Christ or their creator themselves, um, that they're not looking to you to be a bridge to that relationship or um, that you're not going to bring them to God, you're not going to save them, you know, um, how many books I read, you know, the power of a praying wife and, you know, when, when wives pray for their husbands and, you know, um, thinking that I'm going to, um, save him mm-hmm. or bring him around. Um, and, you know, uh, I think that I was, my dad, when I was growing up, didn't attend church when I was young. Um, and then, um, in his forties, um, he had a life health crisis and, and then came to, came to Christ. And, um, I think I just assumed that that would happen with my husband, um, that he was a lot like my dad in many ways. And so, you know, it won't be long down the road that he's going to just, soften and you know he's gonna he's gonna be so attracted to the church because I'm gonna make it so appealing and I'm gonna you know make it you know he's gonna see the the necessity and the value in a relationship with God and um, that I'm just gonna bring him along with me Um, and I think that we have to really recognize that people make the choices that they want to make and um, even you know young people um, we, we set our sights on, on what we value and, and what we want to be. And it, it doesn't hide, you know? And so it's, I guess, to look at somebody's actions more than their words, because people will tell you who they are. Yes. Maya Angelou, (laughs) when people show you who they are, believe them the first time. Believe them when they show you. Mm-hmm. And tell you who they are. So, although we haven't specifically come out and like said this word, um, but two major themes that I have had on these in these conversations that come up um, are boundaries or lack thereof, not having boundaries, and codependency. You did say you did talk about code, you know being in this became a codependent mm-hmm. uh, relationship. So let's talk about boundaries. Is that any prior to all of this? Is that anything that you had ever 
thought about like before entering into a relationship, had you ever thought about like, what were you willing to accept? What were you not willing to accept? What were your negotiables and what were your deal breakers? Is that anything that was ever on your radar? Think whenever you were thinking um, about who you wanted to potentially marry someday? Um, No. (laughs) I can honestly say I don't think so. And, and I had done some work up until this. I mean, I wasn't what I consider extremely young. We were, I was 25 when we started dating. I was 27 when we got married, which looking now that does seem young, but at the time it didn't seem that young. Um, but no, I, I didn't really, um, and I really should have, because I had done some some work and, and some education and codependency and, um, you know, what's, what was healthy relationships. And, um, but I will say, um, I was, I, I was kind of at a, a low spot when we started dating. And, um, so I was kind of vulnerable and also, um, I, um, like I said earlier, I really felt like God was, that it was from God, that this relationship was from God. It was just, so I couldn't really question God, um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, he was bringing him to me and, and we were coming together and then I was going to witness to him over and over and over again and, and draw him to, um, salvation. Um, but no boundaries, weren't something that I understood at the time. Um, when they were violated, I knew, and I knew that, uh, something was wrong, but, um, again, so many times, even when my boundaries were violated, I would tell myself, um, well, I'm his wife. Um, this is what he needs right now, or, um, this is, you know, just who he is. And I just have to accept who he is. Um, and you know, I, men are men. Um, so I, I just really stuffed my feelings and downplayed, um, any need for those, um, just, you know, human basic needs to be met and addressed. Because we have this idea that even if we did have boundaries, most of us didn't even know what boundaries were. And as women, we have this real hard, uh, you know, boundaries are a real hard concept because in so many areas of our lives, we're just expected just to give and give and give. You know, we we give to our, uh, you know, our husbands and we give to our children and we give to our church and, and it's like, we have no, we have no sense of boundaries or even any concept of that. It's not any, and, and when we do have them, uh, it's frowned upon like what, you know, you're not just living sacrificially in every area of your life. Um, so that is a hard, I mean, I just see that time and time again, it's such a hard uh, concept for women as far as they feel very selfish the, even thinking about putting up a boundary and having having a boundary and honoring that. Um, but th- something else that I wanted to uh, 
kind of a thread, you know, to pull on was um, this idea. So of, you know, you felt like this relationship was a God thing. And, um, and I, in my beginning of my relationship, I, I, that's what I thought too, you know, oh my gosh, this was a God thing. And so I put up with a lot of things, a lot of red flags. I ignored a lot of red flags because I thought, oh, well, this is a God thing and it'll work. God's going to work it out. Like he's going to work those things out, those issues that those red flags. Um, because like you said, how do I go against God? What God, you know, what God brought together. Um, but what I learned over time is even if this was, let's say this was a God thing and that God did intend for us to meet each other and get married and, and have this family together. And that was God's will for us coming to the realization that my ex-husband he had and has a free will and that maybe it was a God thing, but he exercised his free will and made his choices that were not in alignment with God. So was that anything that, you know, played into what you feel, you know, maybe the, the, uh, ultimate downfall of your relationship and like that was the rub like okay really believe that God brought us together however you know we're 25 years in and I I still there isn't enough prayer there isn't enough bible study there isn't enough fill in the blank um and he still hasn't re you know developed this love of God that I had hoped that he would did you come, you know, how did you wrestle with that? Yeah. Oh gosh. Wrestled, wrestled a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Lots of prayers and tears. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, I, I've made a point that we were unequally yoked and that he had said that he would, you know, yes, raise our children in church. But, you know, I mean, that definitely wasn't doesn't make or break in my marriage. It wasn't because, OK, 25 years and you're still not a Christian or, you, you know, not going to church. Therefore, you know, um, but um, I definitely felt like, um, yeah, that that God has, had brought us together and therefore, um you know, as a, as a Christian woman, and, you know, if I had enough faith, um, if I would just pray enough, um, and surrender it, and, um, you know, just keep believing, then, you know, God's going to do XYZ, you know, um, God's going to turn him into, um, whatever, um, and, you know, to your point, um, he, he had free will and, um, and, and, and so did I. And, um, you know, I, I just feel like, you know, when you're in a, um, a relationship that's not working, um, you're both, you both got dance steps, you know, and you're, and you're both, um, trying to, trying to, uh, make the relationship work and or just live your life <laughs> and mm -hmm. um, you know when you're on the side of trying to make the relationship work and you keep doing things um, that 
aren't working, sometimes you just uh, feel like, well, if I just do it more and do it harder and, um, and definitely um, feeling like, you know, I, I don't know the exact scripture, but I know that, you know, there's scripture about, you know, uh, a prayerful wife will bring an unsaved husband or household um, to salvation. And so, you know, you really start taking that on and believing that it's your responsibility and it's um, that you can't give up on this because, you know, then you're you're not fulfilling your your role or your, you know, the the place that God puts you. Like if God put me in this relationship, then I've got to stay here um, and just keep praying through it. Otherwise I'm not following God's plan for me. Yeah. And you know, I, I didn't understand boundaries at all. Um, and one thing after we separated, um, we both read the boundaries in marriage book. And honestly, I can say, I just got really angry after I read the boundaries in marriage book, because I thought, I think there's like 10 different categories and nine of them were significantly um, disrespected in our marriage. And, and I thought, well, no wonder, like, no wonder this isn't working because um, we're not two people, um, you know, walking down a path together side by side, you know, where we're, you know, we're kind of walking side by side. Um, it felt like we're walking down a path and I was always getting pull, pulled on one side of the path or pushed off the path. Um, and, you know, it, it, so no wonder it wasn't working. Um, and, and just no amount of prayer was going to resolve that. Yeah. So ultimately you did come to the conclusion that your the next best step for you was to file for divorce. Well, so, actually I, um, we separated, um, mm-hmm. because I, um, no, I, w- I was still clinging to, you know, that one, one more, maybe one more, um, step or I'll try one more thing. And, um, I really, I wasn't ready to file for divorce. I, I separated, um, and, and I got to tell you a funny kind of couple of funny God things. Um, when I decided to move out, um, I, I got an apartment and I hadn't told him, um, because it, we, it was a conversation we'd had a couple different times and it, um, it never ended well. And I knew that I was going to have to move out without him knowing about it. Um, and he traveled during the week. So, um, anyway, there was the weekend before I was, I was moving out. Um, I was getting the key on Monday and I was really praying like all day Sunday, just, uh, you know, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Am I really supposed to be like, God, please give me a different answer. Like, I don't like this answer. I don't want to move out. I don't want to, um, be the one to 
take the, take the burden of responsibility. Cause our, you know, we were a very close family. Our sons, we were very close. And, um, I just didn't want to be the one to feel like I was the one that broke it. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I was praying, you know, God, is this what I'm supposed to do? You know, give me a different answer. And I turned on the radio and the first words out of the radio were, I'm leaving here tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, okay, I guess, I guess that's, um, what my answer is right now. So, um, Monday morning I got up and I went to work and, um, I was planning on, on moving right away, but, um, he normally, uh, went out of town on Monday morning and he didn't leave when he normally did. So I went to work and um, I was sitting at my desk and I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe this is why I'm, I'm not supposed to move out. That's it. You know? So um, I had a little desk calendar and I flipped the pages over to that date. And um, it's a, a little artist drawing. And um, on the date, it said um, that there was a picture of this woman standing by a door and there was a letter B on the door and she's got two suitcases at her feet. And it says, sometimes life is about plan B. Mm. And I'm like, okay, God, I guess this is one more message that, you know, I'm, I'm here. I am standing at the door with my suitcases. Um, so I went ahead and I moved out and God totally delivered. I had no plans. Now I, I'd been working up to this for several months. I know I'm moving out. Um, our son had gotten married. I had put off moving out until after the wedding because I didn't want to, you know, have that conflict at the wedding. And, um, so I, uh, I, 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 I had a, I'd scheduled a moving truck and that was it. I had, I had nobody lined up to help me. I had no idea. And I had two friends call me up and say, what time and what are you doing next? Like what box, what are you moving? And they came and they helped me move and they stayed with me for two days and got me completely moved out of my house and into an apartment. And I mean, definitely they were motivated by God. I just never would have thought to ask these two friends. Um, and they just, they totally um, served me in in a way that I couldn't imagine. Um, and then um, I, I had been uh, looking on uh, Amazon shopping for some things that week before. And I, again, I knew I was moving out, but I had no idea what I was going to be, you know, what I was going to need in my apartment. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd been thinking about getting an, an Amazon Alexa. And uh, because I didn't have one and they were, you know, getting pretty common. But I thought, well, you know, that'd be that'd be fun to have in my apartment. I'll get an Amazon Alexa and then talk myself out of it. My sensible side said, oh, you know, <laughs> you don't need that. You're going to need all kinds of staples uh just wait until you move into the apartment see what you need so that was the weekend before i moved into the apartment on tuesday um this the second day of my move i went into my office and um there's a box sitting on my desk and i opened it up and it was an amazon alexa someone had sent to me 
And it totally felt like God just patted me on the back and said, I'm providing for you. Like even the smallest things. And, you know, it's the silliest thing. Like, you know, Amazon Alexa is not, you know, it's not food. It's not canned goods. It's not a vehicle. It's the, but it was the simplest thing. And it really felt like God just patted me on the back and said, I'm here. Um, and so that was, it was an affirmation to me that said, you know, you're going to be all right. Just keep moving forward. Um, wow. you know, and I, I know that I'm, I'm very blessed. I'm very fortunate. I had a career, um, you know, financially, you know, this is what I do. So I wasn't afraid of my finances. I wasn't, um, worried about that. And so I'm really grateful. You know, that was one thing that I, I know that, um, is very scary for a lot of women, but I was fortunate I didn't have to do that. But, you know, the scariest part was losing relationships, um, losing relationships with um, family that I was really, really close to and friends. You know, you just never know how your friendships will evolve. And, um, you know, what I've what I've really figured out is that you know, if I keep God first in my life, um, that he's going to provide for all of my needs. Um, I, I still miss some of the relationships that I don't have that I had before. Um, and I just put those in God's hands now too. And I just trust that he's got that. Um, and just in, you know, I know that it's a difficult thing when somebody goes through a divorce Um, everybody has opinions and they think that they know what was going on and they think that they know people well enough that, oh, you know, it it must be something else. It must be something else. And, um, you know, one thing that I had to really accept is that only God knows what was really going on. Um, you know, and, and I have my perception of things and he has his perception of things uh, but I know um, what got to the point that they were, how did you put it, non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. And I think when you get to that, this is a non-negotiable. Um, like when you really, when you, when you really get to that point, like there's, you just have to act on it. And so when we separated, um, I had made a couple of requests of him Um counseling being one of them. Um, and you know, he, he, he promised me that he would follow through on those requests. If I would come home, if I would just come home, that he would do those things. And I kept saying, no, you need to do these things. And then we'll talk about coming home. Um, and going back to the Maya Angelou statement, I really figured out, um, And I don't, I don't really shouldn't say I figured out, but what I, what I decided was if he could not demonstrate to me that he was willing to make those changes in order to get me back, that I couldn't go back and keep working for changes, you know, that, that I needed to see, um, action on his part and, um, at the time that, that, that didn't happen. So after, um, being separated for, I think about eight months, 10 months, 
I think eight or 10 months, something like that. Then I finally filed. And um, then, and then, and then more truths start coming out. And when you really start seeing, um, you know, what, that it wasn't me that was valued. It was the life that we had built together um, that I finally decided that enough was enough. Wow. That is, you know, that is a, that is profound when it, especially for, you know, people that have been married for a significant, well, any amount of time, but a significant, a significant amount of time, you know, 25 years of marriage and, and coming to the understanding that it wasn't you, he valued, but the life quote unquote life that you had together um, was what he valued. Mm-hmm. I think I think a lot of women find themselves in that position mm-hmm. where they realize that they themselves are not valued in that relationship. Hmm. Wow. Oh, Amy, this has been such a wonderful conversation, a difficult conversation, but but good, but a good conversation. Uh, you are um, someone that I just admire so much the the work that you put in um if i need an i a resource a book or anything to help me to grow uh, and grow in my understanding you are my go-to gal like what are some books that you have so my question to you is in this process, what have been the most valuable resources to you? What have helped you the most? If it's, you know, a books or podcast or a, um, a, a webinar, what, what is it that has been the most helpful to you? Oh, oh my goodness. I mean, definitely um, some books and counseling and some sport groups and webinars and <laughs> podcasts. I've done them all. Um, you know, for me, I would say um, some books by um, Brene Brown have been he- very helpful. Um, um, the Gifts of Imperfection uh, was one of the books that's probably really uh, opened my mind um, to, you know, accepting myself and, and allowing me to be, um, the precious creation that God created me to be, um, precious and imperfect. Um, and, um, there's a, there's a podcast, uh, for, for Christian women going through divorce and in toxic relationships called flying free. Um, that one was very helpful. Um, Attending, attending codependency meetings um, and getting, getting educated on what codependency really is and how um, that manifested itself in my life and, and behaviors and, and things that I did um, out, of, out of coping and survival and trying to manage my relationships rather than just um, surrendering them to God and, and allowing them to, to evolve the way they were supposed to. But, um, that was really helpful. Um, the verbally abusive relationship book 
was very good. Boundaries and marriage was really good. Um, yeah, those are just a few. <laughs> so like I said, <laughs> if you need a resource, Amy <laughs> is your person. But not only that, but Amy is a phenomenal financial planner. And she gets to know you. And uh, it is a relationship. It is a relationship with Amy whenever uh, you become a client of hers. And so uh, would you tell a little bit about what you do and, and tell about the divorce um, certification or whatever? Uh, you can explain that better. Maybe that's not the right word. But how is it that you um, help with financial planning and then also with those that are going through a divorce? Um, well, as a, um, certified divorce financial analyst, what I do is I help people, uh, but mostly women, um, look at, um, finances of the marriage and, um, then based on, um, how the negotiations go, how the, um, um, the, the attorneys deal with the, the separation, help them understand what their options are, um, understand the tax consequences, um, understand just what the different investments are that they get to choose from or um, that are being assigned to them, um, and then help them understand what their choices are going forward and what their financial options are um, whether they're staying in the marital home or whether they need to get a different home or um, whether they, um, you know, have enough income based on their resources or if they have to get a job or, you know, just how the cash flow will change for the household and how that will affect um, their lifestyle and their children's lifestyle and you know hopefully it doesn't have to change too much but it's going to and um, that's mm -hmm. the tough thing is you know when you have a two income household um, and you have one household you split it into two um, the money doesn't go as far or if you're a stay-at-home mom and now you have to look at you know different income sources uh, so just kind of talking through all that you know my goal is to really help women feel empowered about their finances and um, just feel confident in the decisions they're making. Even if, even if, you know, it's not a great choice, but at least they're confident in making that decision so that my goal is to take that burden and resolve some of those things so that they can focus their time and attention on the important things, their relationships, you know, their kids, you know, everybody's health and mental health, um, you know, and just really try to ease the burden as it relates to the finances. Well, I see another podcast in our future because I think dedicating a whole conversation just about that is critical in uh, for women who are going through a divorce. So we will have an in-depth conversation. Amy, you will be back <laughs> if you're willing. <laughs> okay. uh, um, I would love to have that conversation with you because if you couldn't hear it in her voice, she is extremely passionate yes. um, about 
about helping women, period, mm-hmm. but helping women with their finances as they're going through a divorce. And, um, and so Amy, I thank yeah. you so much, so much for having this conversation with, with us today and for being vulnerable, you know, uh, the power of vulnerability, Brene Brown, okay. we know right. about that. Um, and just being willing to share your story because even though it's hard, you, you felt like it was important and that it would possibly help someone else. And that just shows your heart. And I thank you so much for, for showing up and doing that today. So, um, how, how can people get in contact with you if they are needing your services? What's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Um, our website is um, nhfcplanyourfuture.com. Um, so that's N as a new H for Horizons, F for Financial, and C for Consultant. Um, nhfcplanyourfuture.com. Um, or our phone number is 812-618-9050. Wonderful. Wonderful. So thank you, Amy. And if you need to uh, get in contact, if you need a financial advisor for any reason, for any season of life, I highly suggest you getting in contact with Amy Boucher and New Horizons Financial Consulting. So once again, thank you so much, my friend. Well, I love you, you from this bottom of my heart. I love you so much. Love you too. Okay. Talk soon. Okay. All right. Hello, my lovelies. If you're just getting introduced to me, Coach Carla, I invite you to follow me on all social media platforms at Coach Carla Webb. I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit CoachCarlaWebb.com to find all things Coach Carla. You can download a free checklist called Is This Love? to see if your relationship is healthy and checks all the boxes. Or you can check out what coaching programs I have to offer. You can even schedule a free call with me. So hop on over to CoachCarlaWebb.com and I'll talk to you soon. The whole time I was just thinking, you carry yourself so well. I mean, you, you, you know, just conduct yourself with such integrity. And um, I'm just so honored. I'm Aww. just so honored to have you in my life and to call you friend, Amy. Oh, I love you. Thank you. That's helpful. And um, I feel the same way. I think your courage and bravery and and just desire to help women and put yourself out there inspires me every day so we are kindred spirits for sure we are